What up, Lady Ballers? We are back for another episode of the Sour Pops podcast. We are currently in Manchester, England right now. Um, Man City was so nice to bring us out. And we got to watch Manchester City play Chelsea on Sunday. The game was so cool. Full pack stadium. Um, the fans were so into it. We were into it. It was ended up being a 3-3 three, three draw, but it was such an exciting game. Um, and then today we got to podcast with Janine Becky, who is just an incredible person and athlete. Um, her story is really cool. She grew up in the U.S., plays for the Canadian national team. She was playing the NWSL, and now she is playing for Manchester City. Um, so we hope you enjoy the episode, and thank you so much to Manchester City for having us. Um, it's been an incredible trip, and enjoy, guys. What's up, Lady Ballers? Welcome back. We're Soccer Props. And it's game time. Dive right in. We're yeah, sitting with great. Janine Becky. She's an incredible Lady Baller. Oh, thanks. And uh, where are we? We're in uh, Manchester. We're at Tac Coffee House, uh, one of the best spots to get coffee in the city center. Yeah. So it's a team favorite. It's a team favorite for sure. Uh, there is players on the team here probably five days a week. So uh, we keep them in business. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's it's good. It's a it's a good place to be. So do you guys drink coffee all the time here? Because yeah. I know in America, in the U.S., obviously, I feel like we're always it's drinking dead. coffee. Oh, oh yeah, it's real. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like at any moment of the day. I was looking at my bank account. And I can go to this thing on my bank account where it splits things into categories, oh. and there's like actually a coffee category, oh. <laughs> and it's like one of the mo- the things I spend the most money on. That's awesome. <laughs> Bad addiction. Honestly, that's better than alcohol. So that's true. That's true. That's very true. So what are the things? What are the things you notice like the most different here than living in the U.S.? So many things. Um, I can't understand a lot of. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I was going to say, even before the question, you want to give us a little background on like where you've traveled playing, like in terms of like where you started, where your big uh, places for playing were. So uh, I grew up in Colorado, so I played for Real Colorado Youth Club. So I was there until I was 17, and then I went to Texas Tech um, and played all four years there. And then I got drafted to Houston. So I was in Houston for two years and then got traded to Sky Blue. I was in New Jersey, and then just before the season ended, I, I came here. So I didn't finish the season with Sky Blue uh, before I came here. So I've been here for almost two years, which sounds crazy because it feels like six months. Yeah. Oh, um, awesome. But yeah, so it, my career feels really long, but in retrospect, it sounds yeah, it sounds long, yeah, right? but you're young, <laughs> right? It's, it's crazy. Uh, but it's actually it's not been that long, so yeah, I'm, it's good to be here. Yeah, and you also play for the Canadian national team. I do, yeah. So that story confuses people because they're like, <laughs> you grew up in Colorado, but how does that work? So both my parents and all three of my siblings were born in Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. um, which is if you don't know. Probably the flattest place in the entire world <laughs> and the coldest. Um, so we moved to Colorado before I was born. Um, so I got dual citizenship. I carry both passports. So I played for the U.S. Um, under 18s and then the beginning of the under 20 cycle. And then I switched over and played the under 20 World Cup with Canada. And that was the beginning of my career with them. How cool was it to play like for a national team and in front of so many people? I can't even imagine. Yeah, so the the World Cup obviously drew like massive crowds, mm-hmm. but I think we played in front of more people actually at the Olympics in 2016. Oh yeah. That's so, actually Yeah, that's so we played match. Brazil in the bronze medal match in um now I'm not going to remember where we were. <laughs> That's really embarrassing because we played four it's games not, there. Sweden? Was it? Uh, no, 
In the in the in the Olympics in 2016, the bronze medal game was in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and there oh, was probably 50,000 plus Brazilians wow. watching. That's really cool. um, so that was crazy, and we also had a really really good crowd for the quarterfinal against France. So um, those are probably the biggest crowds we've played. I've played in front of, um, and then the World Cup drew pretty good crowds too. Yeah. The Sweden game, yeah, was at. Um, PSG Stadium in in Paris, which was like a dream stadium so to play cool. in, but you almost don't like realize it as it's mm-hmm. happening, and then you look back and you're like, well, we played in that stadium, and <laughs> there was so many people yeah. there because in the moment, it's just that's obviously not what you're thinking about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's it, it's strange. Cause in the World Cup or in the Olympics, you, we literally couldn't hear each other on the field, which that is, is like nuts. we practiced with, in stadiums with noise on the speakers to Smart. get used to it. It's so a good move by our coach, but it's so. Is that so a secret move? Should we not tell um, them? <laughs> well, it's not anymore. <laughs> That's but actually a really good idea. Take that into consideration, the fact of being trying to scream for the ball and your player not even be able or to hear you. Or to organize. Or yeah. And you can't hear your coach, right? Yeah, can't hear the coach. Wow. Sometimes that's a good thing. I'm just kidding. You play <laughs> I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Well, like American football, they play with the earpieces in. They should do that. Yeah, yeah, scenario. yeah quarterbacks. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. So wow. Uh, yeah, it's interesting not being able to hear your teammate. You're like, well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hope we get each other enough. Yeah. <laughs> What are the biggest differences you notice on the fields, like between all the places you played, like different teams you played for? Yeah, I think I've gotten that question a lot since I came to, to England. What, pretty much more so, what's the difference between the NWSL and the WSL? Uh, and I think the way I've answered it in the past is the game in America is just so much more like athletic and, tra- and um, transitional. And here, I think a lot of the teams put emphasis on playing out of the back a lot of possession and what I've been really impressed with here is even the teams in the lower divisions so when we play in the Continental Cup and the FA Cup um, try and play and I think that's really impressive because obviously they won't have the same quality that teams in the first division have but they give it a go Um, and I think in the US you see just more athleticism just different body type athletes um, and just a different game strategy I'd say there's a lot more focus on tactics and um, just the way the game is played, especially at City. Like that's um, kind of the philosophy that that we play with. So that's probably been the biggest difference for me. But it's been really beneficial to play. I was gonna say, do you feel like you have an edge because you have kind of both tactics? Like yeah, in your I wheelhouse? see um, it a lot. Like when I go back and play with the national team, because so many of my teammates play in the NWSL, um, and I just see a lot of the decision making that I've that I have now is so much better than when I played in the NWSL. Um, and it's not as clear to me when I play here because um, of the way that we play, but then when I go away and play with players from different leagues, it's, um, yeah, it gives me confidence, which is good. That's great. Yeah. So playing in front of these huge audiences, not many people have the audience, the, the, not many people have the experience of playing in front of 50,000 people. Are you the type of player that gets nervous? Like, do you get pregame jitters, or does that not really freak you out because you're zoned in? There's two different types of players. I feel like someone asked me this question the other day, do you still get nervous? It was someone that knew nothing about football, but she was like, oh my gosh, it must be so scary. And I'm like, I think that about other athletes. Like, I used to run track, and I would get so nervous for a race, like, almost peeing my pants nervous. And I never got that way with football. Obviously, like, team sport, individual sport, I'm like, there's a reason I'm not an individual athlete. (laughs) Yeah. Because I could not handle that stress for the rest of my life. Um... (laughs) But no, I don't really get, I don't feel like I get really nervous. I get more excited. Like, yeah, um, that's good. It's really weird. Yesterday before, obviously that was a massive game for us, and everyone was just like really relaxed. Um, and it was a good thing because yeah. um, I think it showed in the way that we played. But 
yeah, I was. I don't feel like I get that nervous anymore. I definitely got nervous at the World Cup because that was like my first um, World Cup. But when you trained for something for so long and you put, you almost get the nerves out when you're preparing for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once it actually happens, you're like, ah, oh, I you're thought about this like it. three also, months yeah. ago. Also, I feel like professional athletes, you guys have such a different mentality than a lot of other you know players. I feel like because it's like your job, like you know, you you're confident in yourself. You know, you know the game really well. So it's more of a, like a, a excited, like this is what I get to do, yeah. you know, every single day. So I think that's that's really awesome. And I think our lady bowlers need to hear that, like you need to remember how fun it is to play yeah. and be confident in yourself. I wish I were, like had that feeling when I, I know. played. Same. Yeah. Because I remember Absolutely. before even our, our college games, I was so. I would nervous. pee my pants. I was so nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's so funny when you look yeah. back. You're like, why was I? Why was yeah. I so nervous? Where did you guys play? go to school? Fairfield, it, okay. in, in Connecticut. Connecticut. Okay. Yeah. Small, cold. small school. Was it cold? Yeah. We, we live in New York, so okay. Yeah. You're yeah. 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 Our California like teammates would be like, yeah. it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, we were so used to it. So do you understand what everyone's saying? Took me a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, took me a while to understand that you could be from 30, 30 minutes from here, but have a completely different accent than the people that think, live here. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know it. I find like, uh, people from Liverpool are hardest to understand. Uh, played with Nikita Paris last year, and she's almost impossible to understand. <laughs> and she's super enthusiastic and a huge personality. So when she gets really excited, her voice gets really high pitched. <laughs> And then she also has an accent, so I'm like, you just sound like you're screeching. I'm going to ask you to repeat yourself. I, I learned a couple of words since we've been here. By the way, I'm not going to do my accent because no, it's so bad. No, I thought I had a good accent when I lived in the U.S., and then I came here, and they're all like, um, they think I sound like someone in from Hollywood, like, in a movie that has a really bad accent in a movie. Yeah, I didn't like, get the role because their accent yeah, was exactly. so bad. Not necessarily a compliment, is it? No, but like knackered, yep. being tired, or like the lift is the elevator. Yep. Um, that's the till, the till. not the register or oh, a line so a is one. a cue. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned a lot of terms. Yeah. I've actually started to use some of them in my vocabulary. That's cool. You should. Yeah. Uh, I say proper a lot now. Do you uh, say give it a go? <laughs> Just you say that. The terminology is different. Well, Piccadilly is just a place, right? But I think it's the best word that yeah, I've, I I've heard Yeah, I thought that was a word with a definition. Yeah, I really like that. Just a train station. Yeah, <laughs> but it's my favorite. Um, well, there's Piccadilly Circus in London, right? There we go. And I, it sounds like a circus, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. Oh, it's not? No. It's just a place. It's just a place. Oh, like a location. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what I'm talking about. So, Who would have thought? what's like one of the coolest places you've played a game? Oh, gosh. Uh, like, like it could be a different country. city? Anything. Country. Obviously, Man City, your home field is the best place yeah, to yeah, play. Yeah. But, like, coolest country or anything like that. I have to remember where we've been. Um, You've probably traveled a lot, right? The as stadium a we played in at the Olympics uh, in 2016 was really cool. It was the stadium that um, Corinthians play in. So it's Arena Corinthians. Uh, I think that's how you say it. I don't know. But it was uh, new and just the... The way it's built is really cool, and the field is really nice. So, in terms of venue, that was probably the coolest place, the most memorable place for me too. Because we won four games there, which was cool. 
um, yeah, went to awesome. Japan last year to do like uh, an acclimatization for, for the Olympics mm -hmm. and just being in Japan was really really cool we didn't get to see much like not much Tokyo or anything yeah. but just in terms of experience like the people were so lovely um, I feel like there's a lot of different answers to that question with different things mm -hmm. but our uh, first leg of our round of Champions League this year we had um, Lugano which is in Switzerland and it was probably one of the most beautiful places were there I've mountains ever been. everywhere yeah, I think I have. Um, if you go on my YouTube channel, <laughs> What's I did, your YouTube channel called? it's called Being Becky, and my first ever vlog was a travel vlog for the Champions League that oh, I did, cool. um, check it out. Yeah. and that was in Lugano, and it's like, we went on a walk down by the water, and there's just mountains, and the water's like crystal, it was so, there. so pretty. Sounds nice. Um, so that was probably one of the most beautiful places I've seen. So how long have you been vlogging? Oh gosh, I started, um, that was my first one, so that would have been the beginning of the season. Um, yeah, I just, I don't have a ton of free time, but the free time that I do have, I just, I'm really interested in it, and um, yeah, it kind of just took off, so then I was like, oh, maybe I should start a podcast, yeah. and uh, it's been pretty cool. People are really interested in it, so I didn't really know how that was going to go, yeah. but I find well, it hard to be consistent with it, which I kind of have to give myself some... Um, some room to breathe yeah. on that one because sometimes it just doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so you also have a podcast. Yeah. Tell us tell us what it is. So it's called Brewing with Becky mm -hmm. and actually I've partnered with Tack Coffee House. So I try and do most of my episodes here, which is really cool. Um, and since the team's always here, uh, we thought it would be a good location and I'm obsessed with coffee. So it kind of mm -hmm. just all worked out. But um, I've had done three episodes, I think four, three or four. Um, I had Pauline Bramer and Ellen White on my first one. Awesome. Um, and then I did the second one by myself, but halfway through, Karen Bardsley joined me. So it was like, it just kind of worked out. Impromptu. Yeah, That's yeah. Nice. she just came on over and sat down, and I was like, okay, let's talk. Is it hard to solo podcast? Uh, like, what do you, you know? I found, it, I found it super awkward to sit there by myself, because I was also sitting in the corner of a public And you were talking. Talking into this <laughs> giant microphone. And people are like, what is she doing? People <laughs> do that in the city all the time, yeah. though. And now I, I think it's more common than yeah. it used mm -hmm. to be. But I got yeah. some really so weird funny. looks. And yeah. then when people got close, I kind of stopped talking or I would like, talk really loud. <laughs> yeah. This is going to sound really, really weird. Um, so I don't like talking by, by myself, but mm -hmm. talking with someone else, I don't find it too hard. And then the last one I did was with Nick Cushing before he left to go to NYCFC. So that was a really fun yeah, episode. Awesome. Um, what do you guys talk about? With him, we did like New York trivia, which you guys would all probably be interested in. I knew I had to do a bunch of research. I was like, I know nothing about New York. Uh, he actually was really good. I was super impressed. So we talked about that, and then um, just his career here and um, what he was excited about about going to New York. And then with the, some of the girls on the team, uh, Ellen and Pauline and I kind of talked about because um, obviously Pauline plays for Germany, and then Ellen's obviously uh, plays for England. So. We talked about World Cups, and um, Ellen obviously had a great World Cup, so that was mm -hmm. a hot topic conversation. Yeah, and they we both had. We're so impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, we saw Dave her really play. likes her. He yeah, was telling yeah. Us about she's it. Yeah. a very good player. Um, and they've both had pretty serious injuries, so we talked about that as well. Um, I love hearing everybody's experiences, everybody's personal experiences yeah. and their journeys. Like ever since we started our podcast, it's been so fun just learning about people. Yeah. And because everyone is so different, everyone starts at a different different place. story. Yeah. 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 Have you had any major injuries? Knock on wood, no. Yeah, um, I think the most serious injury I ever had was I broke my wrist when I was like 12. But that's right. it. Well, that's I almost so. broke my wrist healthy. today. Yeah. <laughs> You're a very healthy player. So uh, have you had any obstacles that you feel like you've had to overcome on your journey, whether yeah. they... 
be soccer related or not? Yeah, plenty. Um, my dad passed away when I was eight, so I have three older siblings. Um, so that was obviously not go into a ton of detail a hurdle in our lives um, and then I think in my career probably the biggest challenge was uh, before the 2015 World Cup there was we had 20 24 three go to the World Cup so we had 25 players on the roster and myself and one other were the last two to get cut from the roster right before and that was a home World Cup because obviously it was in Canada so um, that was super difficult um, and looking back on it I'm really thankful that sounds funny but really thankful that I didn't go because I wasn't ready and the coach knew I wasn't ready um, and then it's so strange how just a year later I had a really big role in the 2016 Olympics so that that was a really kind of a turning point for my national team career um, and was just kind of an eye-opener to some of the things that I had neglected working on and really needed to get better at uh, to be successful at the international level. And then um, after the 2016 Olympics and kind of having that breakout tournament on that team, um, I started my professional career. And then I didn't have three very good years in the NWSL. I didn't score a lot of goals. I was very, um, my playing time was very sporadic. Um, and I did a lot of blaming it on the environment and the team and, um, you know, we don't mesh well together or I'm just not playing very well right now. Um, so the decision to come here was just a massive, massive positive for my game. And I've been, I didn't play a lot last season. Um, I played sporadically, but it was my first year and that was pretty understandable. But I just have gotten so much better over the two years that I've been here. Um, and that was a really tough decision to make to leave um, and come to obviously another country and um, that everyone here would consider me super American <laughs> which I've learned and that's been a really big transition to another culture and uh, but yeah it's been fantastic and I've seen the benefits of what it's done for my game um, so yeah there's just a few how do you things. keep that positive mindset <laughs> Like instead of like you said you didn't like you didn't blame other things like you didn't like you said you weren't ready for that yeah. World Cup and it wasn't like okay this my coach is not you know yeah it's his fault or whatever. Keep like, in mind this is five years post being cut true, so true. Yeah. a little bit of a different yeah, hindsight. <laughs> hindsight yeah. helps sometimes. At the time I was like come on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really, sorry. Like, so you were your first thing you said was like you took that as an opportunity to work on all the things you were bad at but like how long did it take you to be like all right I'm gonna make the best of this situation yeah. or this is the way I'm gonna handle this. Well, situation. there's one thing like being sat down and being told you're not on the team this is why and then not being super defensive and yeah, it you know livid about that and oh I'm better than A B and C which I did plenty of that I did plenty of blaming during that time but um, I think a constant conversation that I had with that coach is look you have all the tools everything it takes but it was always mentality for me like you need to be more physical um, just like get in it in your brain kind of because right now you're wasting the talent and the opportunity that you have which is hard to hear especially I was oh gosh how old was I 19 at that time so you're right so now? young yeah. yeah 1920 yeah um so to hear that and to put it in the right place at that time at that age um before I had even really started my professional career was not an easy thing to do mm -hmm. um and after, after that, I had to go, yeah, I hadn't even started my professional career yet. I had to go back to school and play one more season um, of college. So I played that summer in the Pan American Games, which was the tournament that all the players that didn't make the World Cup went to. Um, and it was a really young team, and it was kind of just 
a chance to have fun, mm -hmm. which I had, is rare. Like, yeah, nice. it is. Like, and yeah. low pressure, uh, lesser level teams. So yeah, just an opportunity to be on the pitch and to be actually an older player on that team, which was a super weird transition from being like one of the youngest on the senior yeah. team and then going and playing with almost like an under 23s team in that tournament. So that was a really cool opportunity for me to say, okay, they still see me. They still see that I have a role. Um, and take a long time to discover what that actually was going to be. And I'm still, like, my role is still developing on the team. I've been on the national team for, like, five years now. I would be considered one of the most experienced players on the team, one of the better experienced players other than, like, the veterans. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm still trying to find my place in leadership. And, um, yeah, I, I was a starter at the World Cup, which was amazing after being cut from the last one. So mm -hmm. uh, I think it's just looking back with perspective allows me to be positive um, and seeing that I'm very lucky to have still had the opportunity to play in big tournaments after being cut mm -hmm. because it, I very easily could have just you know thrown in the towel but yeah um, and probably a lot of people would yeah because right? I think like that's always like the hardest thing for some athletes like you this is your all you put your heart and soul into it and when you're like told you're not just not good enough yet like that's got to be really hard but I think we should all take note that like you have to be so much you know strong and remind yourself yeah, yeah it's kind of like a time to reflect like you were saying you were like i need to work on some things that i've been avoiding also you know? when you put that much time and into it and it doesn't work out like i was having this conversation with one of my teammates actually uh right before our olympic qualifying tournament mm -hmm. um because she was just a little stressed about making the team and stuff like that and there there's a really kind of daunting reality in professional sports that you can do all the work and commit all the time and still not make it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what you have, like the reality that you have to accept as, I mean, in any profession really, but like especially in sport because at the level that we're at, it's so cutthroat. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you might be really good, but you just might not be good enough. Yeah. And I try and always have the perspective, like I want to be the best in the world, but the reality is there's probably going to be someone that's better than me. And you know, that, that's, that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, sounds funny because you're like I want to be the best but right now there I'm not and there's a reason for that and there's someone that's better than me at the current moment so kind of having that humility and that back down to earth yeah. feeling yep. like go go to training every day put the work in and mm -hmm. you know small percents build up to to success so mm -hmm. it's definitely been a journey and definitely don't feel like I'm only in the fourth year of my professional career yeah uh which is like only four years? <laughs> I already feel like this. You're like, I've aged uh, 30 years. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's so good. We went to the game yesterday, and it was such a, it was obviously just like a nail-biter because of all the Picked goals a good game stuff. to come to. I was going to say, what are your thoughts on yesterday's game? Obviously super disappointed not to have gotten the three points, but um, yeah, we were just chatting about it. It was kind of like the worst best-case scenario to come out with a point in that game because had we lost the game, it would have put us in a really difficult position mm -hmm. to win the league. Um, we had some results last year that really came back to bite us in the butt at the end of the season. And so that's, worse. that's the kind of game last year I don't think we would have pulled out and come back and um, fought to, you know, stay in it. But the game really could have gone either way. Yeah. Um, they it was had such a nail -biter. They had some chances. They definitely should have mm -hmm. scored. And I thought that we had some that on another day we probably do score. So, yeah, it was a fun game to be. I watched my clips last night um, or this morning, and I didn't realize it was such a fast, like, 30 minutes. first 30 minutes was like... Yeah, it was all over. <laughs> it's getting hit in the face with the ball yeah. like, over and over again. 
Um, but I mean, it's it's a, such a good display of women's football and mm -hmm. um, just how far the game has come in this country. I mean, those are two of the best teams in the league, so it's always a good game against them. Um, it really could go either way anytime we play them. So yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was it was really fantastic to just be there, witness a game here, and um, we're so happy to be a part of like Man City's same goal yeah. initiative that yeah. they have going on. And we just wanted to hear a little bit like, what has your experience been like with the initiative the past couple of years? Because yeah, even we will. It's where we are. There's a very everything's very separate. Like the men's and women's Instagram handles, the way the games are covered. It's like there's no unity really yep. between the two. And then we were just talking today about how Men City did the same. Uh, what was it? Same city, same passion, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. so, where they just basically combined. So now you can get coverage of the men's and the women's all on one handle, yeah. which is so so cool. Mm -hmm. And how has that experience been? Obviously, you weren't here when they first did that, but like, how do you feel? that's been or has it changed the views of people do you think or I think that just um, visibility is the biggest thing like especially in England where historically it's football's like life for a lot of people and especially like older generations who were like born and bred in like United City like these big time men's teams um, and women's football has just not been a part of their lives uh, so to be able to for those kind of people to have the visibility. I think it's it's great that they have it. Um, I think there's been some negative pushback from that generation of people who just aren't used to the women's game and don't necessarily have respect for it. So I think that there's still a lot of movement to be done in that area, but there's the change has been just yeah. insane yeah. With, with how far it's come. So like the FA player, the fact that people can watch our games makes the biggest difference, I think. When I look at it, I'm like, yeah, it's good. We need so much more. So sometimes I'm like, okay, get perspective on it. Like, mm -hmm. be positive about what's happened because it's been really amazing. And I'm so thankful to play for a club that values their women's team as much as they do. Um, and it's very obvious. Um, you so know, cool. even just to scroll through the feed, we were saying like, yeah, there's a nice even split. We see recap yeah. of the women's yeah. game, extra shots from the women's game, extra shots from the men's, and it just makes you look at everything it makes yeah. me look at the men's when maybe I wouldn't even necessarily yeah. look at that so much and vice versa yeah. I think what's been cool as a player too is that obviously all the men's players follow the the city account so mm -hmm. I think they can get caught up in their own little world sometimes because mm -hmm. that's the way that men's football is but like I've had run-ins with some of the men's players who know that we have games yeah and are like you know good luck um, yeah. or you know that's you guys awesome. are in the final right and it's just it's a cool feeling to know that, that they pay attention and that they support us and um, even like some of the girls and you know the coaches run into Pep every now and then and he's excited about our team too so that's been um, really amazing that the club has taken the initiative to um, go against the grain and to yeah, combine that. Yeah. that and I mean yeah I've, I've experienced the U.S. side of it where everything is very separate I um, mean you know, obviously I played for Sky Blue who is fighting right now a lot to get you know a good place to play and now they've secured uh, Red Bulls Arena for yeah, their home excited. games, and That's they've also big. secured the training facility, so, um, you know, credit to their front office, they're doing all those great things, but I think it's amazing when the teams can partner with them, the MLS teams. Obviously, being in Houston was great, we had great support from the Dynamo, um, but there's a lot of teams that don't, and a lot of teams that cities really want it to be super separate, um, and I just think if, if there's people that are passionate about the game growing in general, not just the men's game, but just the game in in the U.S. in general and inspiring young people to play the game, you have to, we're getting to a point where, you know, that's that's the direction people are going yeah. in. And 
hopefully they'll start to fall behind if they don't you know mm -hmm. jump on the train. I loved yesterday at the game. Heck, like you were talking about with different generations, there was a bunch of like little guy, like boys behind us that like we're, we were saying they kept talking about the different plays. Like they were so invested and they and knew they everyone's knew names. names. Yeah. So like it's nice that like as it continues, like they're going to grow yeah. up and they're mm -hmm. going to be fans of the women's know. team. Yeah. yeah. So although like there are the generations that are pushing back now, yeah. like it's but, amazing but to their talk dads about are bringing them to the, you yeah. know. So yeah. At least it's, it's true. It's but it is to, nice that like as yeah. they get older, it's yeah. true. Like it's going to be like we're equal. There's yeah. no you know. Um, but I think that's so incredible. We're so excited to be here with Man City to just like experience all of this. It's just unbelievable. It's yeah. so different, you know, yeah, than the US. Yeah, it's so different. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, you get completely engulfed in the culture here, which mm -hmm. is really cool. Um, it's kind of like um, people try and compare it to the NFL almost, or like college football, mm -hmm. college athletics in the US. Um, and it's just, it's a really cool dynamic that everything revolves around football in this country. Do so yeah. you have teammates um, from the U.S. that are on your team or that you play against that you see a lot? Or uh, No, actually. I'm the only North American on the wow. team. Uh, the only other inter technically international, well, non-European uh, player on the team is our South Korean player, Lee. So we're the only two that are from, like, really far away. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is, is uh, European. Um, but... I don't. Uh, I have a Canadian teammate that plays for West Ham, so I see her whenever we play them. But um, people tend to not understand. <laughs> I've learned that Manchester's quite far away from London, so they're all like, <laughs> "We didn't know that." Yeah, I, I I'll be in London. I'm like, I don't live there. Yeah, I literally <laughs> I thought I was going to be away. able to go like walk around and yeah. see. I'm like, I'm so naive. It's, I mean, <laughs> it, the the um, public transportation here is super super convenient, so you could get out there, get there in two hours on a train, but it's not not close. <laughs> That's so funny. I uh, have had that conversation many times. I'm like, well, enjoy London. I won't see you there. <laughs> Should we end it with some rapid fire questions? Sure. Mm. You just like literally rapid fire. Sure. Yep. Answer in the fastest amount oh, of time. Gosh. The first thing that comes to your brain. This could be dangerous. I want to start. Let's go. Sure. Around. All right. Favorite pregame meal? Oh, you stole mine. Oh, it's changed now that I live here. Uh, toast with beans and poached eggs. Okay. Favorite coffee order? Oh. I like a classic filter batch brew with uh, like milk. But you also gonna say a side note: you can't find iced coffee here, like really? normal iced coffee. You now you can go to Starbucks in the U.S. It's like, can yes. I have an iced coffee? And that's different than an iced americano. Yes. They're like, there's no iced coffee. Oh. Do they make Struggles. coffee and then put ice in it? Yeah, they make like, so a, like a an americano coffee? with water <laughs> with, with wow, ice know. in it. Yeah, it's. It, hurts my heart a little bit. <laughs> you gotta open a coffee. You should, you know. In the U.S., iced coffee is my go-to. Okay. okay. Um, best friend on the team? Oh, wow. That's so hard. People are gonna be mad at me. Uh, Caroline Weir. Why? Like, what do you guys? Uh, we're roommates on the road. Um, I live by myself, but um, yeah. I I'm the kind of person, like, I really hang out with everyone. I get along with everyone, so it's hard to pick. I'm really close with Kira Walsh and Georgia Stanway as well. Um, so, yeah, we have, I have a lot of good friends on the team. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Ooh. Dogs, for Absolutely. Sure. Okay, favorite color? Blue. Blue and red. <laughs> I mean, there's, I can't choose. <laughs> it's hard. What blue blue and I'm wearing blue? blue. Yeah, light blue. <laughs> yeah, always blue. Um, who was your idol when you were growing up for soccer? My brother. He still plays. Does he? That's yeah, awesome. he plays in the USL. Nice. Soccer player you admire most? <laughs> These are hard rapid fire questions. <laughs> they're like, give me a pass. They're, they're like semi fire, small flames. Uh, <laughs> Moderate gosh, speed. So fire. many players I like to watch. Kevin DeBruyne. 
Uh, favorite pair of cleats. Do you have one pair? Oh, yeah, do you play in the same question. pair the that's whole season? Uh, we're very spoiled. So I never wear like molds here. Okay. Like the difference between molds. And I have to wear studs all the time because the ground is so soft. So I'll wear my molds or my studs. I chain and play in different boots okay. just so that they don't get ruined. That's so interesting. I, yeah. Tell me more about this. So I like my boots to be clean. Yeah. I'm very annoying about it. Uh, so I don't train in my game boots. They sit there all week, so, and then I clean them. And I feel then like I get them. so superstitious about needing to put like a certain pair on. Yeah, or I'm not really bothered as long as they're clean. So, just uh, once they get too dirty, break out a new pair and yeah. get on with it. There you go. Um, favorite English television show? Ooh. Do you watch any local? Um, like I used to love the Geordie Shore. Jordy Shore. Jordy Shore. I was, I was very into the Jordy Shore. I used to like to go on like illegal websites, like, really mess up my computer because I liked that show. Don't come after her. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Uh, nothing like specifically on TV. I just watched Stranger, The Stranger. On oh Netflix, yeah, that's good. Which is actually filmed the guy in from Manchester. Dexter. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was, was good. cool. Yeah. I didn't know that was filmed here. All right. I watch a lot of Netflix. And one more. Do you have any superstitions or like? Good luck things that you do before games. So boring. No. Uh, I put my my like my shin guards and my shoes on the same way, but it's like if I did it a different way, I wouldn't think, oh my gosh, I'm gonna play bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I'm at tournaments, I like I'm a little bit more superstitious. Like uh, the way that I pack my bag mm -hmm. and the shoes that I wear to the stadium. Like uh, we just did Olympic qualifying, wore the same shoes every time. Oh, try and wear the same socks. It's I just it's like subconscious to me. Yeah. I don't, now that I think Are about you it, I'm a creature of habit. Yeah. Oh, if you yeah. have a routine. And oh just, yeah. yeah. Breaking routine is very dangerous yeah. for me. It's usually mayhem for me. It if makes me routine, like, like really cranky and not fun to be around. Oh, okay. I need coffee in the morning. If I don't have coffee in the morning, I'm not not a fun person to be around. Yeah. Ask my teammates. Last the yeah. beginning of this year, I did a two week coffee oh, fast. Wow. Like caffeine did, didn't have any coffee for two survive? weeks. The first day was the worst day of my life. Yeah, that was that's so dramatic. You and you were playing like I actually thought I was gonna fall asleep standing up, and I just had a headache, and I was like, I'm way too addicted to this. But actually, after the first day, it was totally fine. Yeah, I missed it because I love the taste, yeah. and it's such a social thing for me. But decaf, you could yeah. do that. I did decaf. It's not the same, I, yeah. but I don't even think I drank decaf while I was doing it. I really tried to stay away from everything. Because uh, there is still a little bit of caffeine yeah, in the decaf, yeah. but. Not gonna do that again. It wasn't fun. I was, yeah. I was proud of myself you're, you're for doing it, it, but I have too many a day. It's Are you an not good for the heart. No, no, no. I, I'm like enthusiastic, okay. and uh, I get really overly excited about things sometimes. But then sometimes I make bad decisions, and I'm like, I'm too impulsive. No. Uh, but no, not like yeah. You're not, not like to be extreme. Or nothing. You're, no, okay. no, no. Which there's nothing wrong with that because it's actually I think those people are do, do awesome things. Yeah. But sure. people that just have energy all the yeah. time. See, my teammates would probably think that I am that person. They think I'm annoying. They think I'm loud. <laughs> but um, do, you they dance, love me. do you dance in the locker room? Like, are you that person? Or? Without being judged, no. Okay. With oh, being so judged, sometimes. <laughs> I do the music in the locker room, though, so people can't really judge me because I'm like. Oh, are you the DJ? I'm the DJ. You are wow. the DJ. Wait, so What's now do you bring room? a lot of like American music to there? Or like, does music, is music different? Playing no, in America? I, no, I find. Um, like uh, dance music's really popular here. Yeah, like the um, EDM or whatever. Yeah, kinda. 
but I've, like most of the girls on our team have a very wide they hate country music which okay. country music's my favorite that's that's I was gonna say I love country it's yes. my favorite yeah, if I if I put it on I would get <laughs> I would get really I, they would probably throw my phone at the wall but um country would be like a guest good for after the game yeah. They, still, they, they don't like it ever. Never is a good time for country for them. I, I'm, I said I'm committed to getting some of them on it. Sometimes I'll put like a sneaky country song yeah. on that doesn't really sound country. I'm like, you guys, is this country? It's like a remix with EDM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that would sound like, but it's probably good. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the take my horse to the old town. Right? I was just yeah, thinking of that song. Actually, yeah, that's a good. And then I'll be country. like, you guys, this is country. And then I'll be like, oh, turn it off. And I'm like, you didn't. You liked it when you didn't know. That is so funny. Yeah. That's Who's your favorite country artist? Oh, that's so hard. Brett Eldridge, probably. Nice. And he was here like a few weeks ago and I was gone. Uh, I was so mad. Soccer girl problems. Speaking yeah. of, do you have any soccer girl problems that you can think of? Every time you guys post something, I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that. Uh, oh. Now that I don't play, I used to find turf beads everywhere. Yeah. That was oh, a really God. big issue for me. But we don't, thankfully, don't play on yeah. turf here. It's, it's nice that you have grass yeah. here. Yeah, I mean, with the, most, the amount of that it rains, yeah. it's sustainable. I was wondering that. I'm like, it rains so much. The yeah. always soft. So you know how in the U.S. when it rains, people are like, oh, I wonder if we're going to have practice today. Yeah. It could be like like someone's dumping water out of a bucket and we still train like a, yeah. like the, like it's not raining. Yeah, that's a soccer ball. Well, you guys have a lot of fields, so you can kind of rotate around, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, they get wrecked. We have great grounds, people, though, so they will wreck it one day, and the next day we're back, and it's like no Beautiful. one was ever on yeah. it. Yeah. Awesome. They're, like, stitching the grass. So back together. I feel like I do so have a lot of soccer real problems. Oh, <laughs> uh, I had a really funny one the other day. Oh, uh, we So I had traveled back from L.A., for qualifiers and that was on the Tuesday and we had a game on the Sunday uh, so I played in the game and I was just so sore afterwards middle of the night I had to get my like massage gun you know those guns <laughs> yeah. I was doing it in my bed with my eyes closed <laughs> <laughs> like 3 a.m. Oh, I, 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 so I was asleep and then I was I woke up to go to the bathroom got back in my bed and my leg was like throbbing <laughs> And I'm like, I can't go back to sleep like this. So I go and I get it. And I did it. And then I put it in my bed. And I slept in bed in my bed. <laughs> but I woke up at two different times during the night to do it. I was like, oh, this is Those are game changers. Yeah. I just got one. I love and it. And I got a no, uh, vibrating foam roller. Yeah. yeah. Also yeah. A game that changer. is a game changer. Yeah. So but that was probably my most recent. Yeah, you must have been really sore to wake yourself up twice. It was, and you were on a plane. Like, that's a lot of, level. like. Yeah. yeah. How many yeah. hours from LA? It's probably. I flew. Actually, it wasn't that bad. I flew through Philadelphia. And it was around. Did you guys hear about that flight that I got to from New York to London in like four and a half hours. Yeah, that was you. No, that wasn't me. Uh, but I flew the next day, uh, so the wind was still like, really windy. I got from Philadelphia to here in five and a half hours. Nice. Wow. So it was really like bad. just over five hours to Philly, and then five and a half here. Yeah. So normally I'll take the flight from Houston. So there's a flight from Houston here that goes like every other day, and that one's like just over ten hours. Yeah, so that one's pretty long. But I've gotten really used to long flights. It took me yeah, nearly 13 hours to get back from China. We went to China in wow. November, yeah. so that was long. But it's hard to play after. I need like a horse tranquilizer <laughs> for those flights. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so seven sleeping pills later. <laughs> what's, what's the one thing you're looking forward to? Oh gosh, in general? Let's end it on a positive. Yeah, what's, uh, what's something the Olympics about the this summer? Yeah. You know, um, fingers crossed I make the team, but um, I think it's going to be just. Playing in the Olympics is just a completely different feeling than anything else because you play for a team, but you're also playing for a bigger team. 
And, That's true. Uh, yeah. Never thought about that, actually. Yeah. It's a time where people that don't pay attention to football pay attention because mm -hmm. if you win, you're adding a medal count to the, to the country. So uh, we've been really successful at the Olympics. We've been on the podium in back-to-back -back Olympics. So we do really well in Olympics. So, yeah, we're going for gold. So it should be fun. Uh, and I go to France and on Friday to play in a Four Nations tournament. So oh my oh my God, you got a lot, got a lot to look forward to. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And you're probably going to have a coffee after this podcast. So <coughs> there's another She's one. Probably, about, myself off. probably about three more today. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for podcasting of with course, us. Of course. Thanks for having me. And we'll put the links to your YouTube and your podcast yeah, and everything. Yeah, please. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. All thanks, right. guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> That's how we end That's all of them. Bye. Bye. That's how I get off the phone.